AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk. Comedians or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. You're listening to Comedy Central. It's now been two weeks since the craziest Oscars moment in living history. And yeah, I'm talking about the fact that House of Gucci didn't win Best Hand Makeup. (laughs) The whole movie was hand makeup. How did they not win? That was truly the craziest thing that happened at the Oscars. Oh, I almost forgot. There was also the moment where Will Smith introduced his hand to Chris Rock's face, which had everyone asking, how will the Academy Awards punish Will Smith? Well, now we're finding out. It was the slap heard around the world, and after slapping Chris Rock during the Oscars, actor Will Smith has been banned from attending any Academy events for the next decade. The Academy issued a statement yesterday saying this, in part, The 94th Oscars were meant to be a celebration of the many individuals in our community who did incredible work this past year. However, those moments were overshadowed by the unacceptable and harmful behavior we saw Mr. Smith exhibit on stage. The board's move will keep Smith from attending presenting or performing at the Oscars. It won't bar him from being nominated or even winning an Academy Award in the future. And he gets to keep the one he has now. Damn, Will Smith has been banned from the Oscars for 10 years. 10 years! Realize by then, I Am Legend is just going to be real life. (laughs) Although, I will say this, I will say this. When I first read the headline... I thought this was the worst punishment ever. I was like, 10 years, the Oscars, you're ridiculous. But then I won't, I won't lie, I got into the details and I realized he gets to keep his Oscar and he can still win Oscars even though he's banned. So in many ways, this isn't a punishment. Yeah, this is a favor. Will Smith doesn't have to go to the ceremony. Yeah, he doesn't have to get dressed up. He doesn't have to sit through a bunch of boring awards that he doesn't care about. Oh, best punctuation in the digital recycled film. Kill me. He doesn't have to pretend to be happy when he loses. I wish I could get banned from the Emmys. I wish every year I have to go and act like I might beat John Oliver. It's a nightmare. Oh, put on my hopeful face. Oh, it could be me. It's not going to be me. It's not going to be any of us. It's going to be John Oliver. I also think they should have at least consulted Chris Rock before choosing the punishment, you know? Because if Will... We're still going to the Oscars. That's at least four hours where Chris Rock knows where he is. Now he could be anywhere. (laughs) 
Honestly, I don't think they should have banned Will Smith at all. I'll be honest. Yeah. I actually think they should have hired Will Smith to replace the wrap it up music that they play at award shows. Yeah. Do you know how quickly winners will finish their speeches when they see Will Smith watching them from the side of the stage? And I just want to thank my agents and my publicists and my agents publicists and I just want to Oh okay I'm done 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 The Supreme Court the only place where wearing a robe makes you more powerful The Supreme Court is one of the oldest institutions in American society and after 230 years it's finally getting a fresh new face Judge Katanji Brown-Jackson cementing her place in history, becoming the first black woman to be confirmed to the Supreme Court. On this vote, the yeas are 53, the nays are 47, and this nomination is confirmed. Cheers erupting in the chamber. Over at the White House, President Biden watching that final tally come in with the judge by his side. And this nomination is confirmed. All right. Okay. Oh, wow. That was a, he didn't know. He's all wow. This is exciting, people. Finally, a black woman will be on the Supreme Court. Wow. Wow. And this is happening just in time for the court to eliminate all rights for black people and women. What a moment. No, this is really incredible, man. Think about it. She will now be the most powerful black woman in the country to have her opinions entirely dismissed by two-thirds of her co-workers. Wow! This is huge. And by the way, for anyone who wondered how much of an impact Ketanji Brown-Jackson would have, well, she made history from the moment she was confirmed. As Democrats rose to their feet with applause, Republicans headed for the door. Mitt Romney of Utah, one of three Republicans to vote yes, standing alone, the only GOP senator clapping. Really? Really? You know what? First of all, kudos to Mitt Romney. Yeah, man. He's like, just decorum, you know? All those other assholes, think about it. The first black woman since this country was founded gets confirmed to the Supreme Court, and you can't find it in you to stay and clap? Just, just clap, even like a, like a... Yeah, I'm not saying you gotta throw your panties on the stage or anything. Just show some respect. Just, just some respect. Those Republicans ran out of the room like someone was handing out free N-word passes in the lobby. Oh boy, oh boy, I've always wanted to say that word, oh boy, in public. Why would you leave? No one ever leaves. Doesn't matter whether they like the person or not. Why would you leave? The first black woman and that's when you're gonna leave? I mean, luckily, luckily the Republican hissy fit couldn't spoil this historic moment, you know, because it's not every day that a black person in America gets sent to a court they actually deserve to be in. (laughs) And on Friday, KBJ, she took her victory lap at the White House. Tonight, celebrating history on the high court, Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson and a moment centuries in the making. It has taken 232 years and 115 prior appointments for a black woman to be selected to serve on the Supreme Court of the United States. 
but we've made it. Jackson, a history maker and a barrier breaker, reciting the poetic words of Maya Angelou. I am the dream and the hope of the slave. And casting this is a moment in which all Americans can take great pride. We have come a long way toward perfecting our union. In my family, it took just one generation to go from segregation to the Supreme Court of the United States. From segregation to the Supreme Court. Whew. That was a line. I almost feel like if you're a black person who succeeds, you've got double the pressure on you, you know? Yeah, because you, you, you don't just have to perform. You've also got to come up with dope lines when you get the job. <laughs> From segregation to the Supreme Court. What? Ooh, that was powerful. And that quote from Maya Angelou, all of it was fire. I mean, especially when you consider Brett Kavanaugh's celebration where he just quoted the words of Captain Morgan. <laughs> and by the way, by the way, props to President Biden for rocking those aviators during that speech. <laughs> yeah. Way to make a historic moment look like a deleted scene from Top Gun, Mr. President. <laughs> you know Biden only breaks those out when he's feeling his swagger. He's just like, oh yeah. Oh, when his eyes are bleeding again. You never know which one it is. You never know. Anyway, I didn't make his eye bleed. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Inflation. The reason your grandfather is always bragging about, I paid seven cents for a movie ticket in 1972. And it was a porno movie, yeah. Back in my day, you had to see them in the theaters. Yeah, you couldn't just pull them up on PubHub like you kids do. You had to remember the scene and go home and try and recreate the feeling. Sometimes you'd see a friend on the way home and you'd have to be like, shut up, Jerry, stop talking. I'm trying to remember the boobs. 
And then I'd finally get home and your grandmother would say, were you at one of those movies again? And I'd say, shut up, Cheryl. I'm trying to remember those boobs. <laughs> and then finally I got to yank my crank and it would be boobs and Jerry and your grandmother in my head. And the point is things cost a lot less back then. <laughs> so yes, inflation. <laughs> it's getting worse and it's affecting everything. The breaking news this morning, the U.S. Labor Department out with new inflation numbers this morning. They're high. The highest inflation, in fact, rate in the U.S. in more than 40 years. When you look at the sectors, it is gas, it is shelter, it is food, it is used cars. These are numbers that year over year have had big, big increases in prices. This is a situation where just about everything is going up. Eight and a half percent inflation increase year over year. That's a strong, strong number. The highest since December 1981, when Raiders of the Lost Ark was number one at the box office. Ronald Reagan was president and unemployment was pushing 10%. Seriously? This inflation is taking us back to 1981? I don't want to go back to 1981. First of all, there's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> Secondly, I could never pull off a Jericho, people. <laughs> actually, actually, I take that back. I take that back. Yeah, maybe I can. All right. Doesn't look bad. Silk Sonic, you call me, baby. Yeah, we're doing this. But yeah, people, because the economy opened up suddenly and the government gave everyone money, everyone is spending again, but the supply chain issues, so there's not enough products for the people to buy, and that drives the prices up. And then on top of that, Vladimir Putin decided that, oh, now would be a nice time to Airbnb Eastern Ukraine by force, raising oil prices, which makes everything more expensive. And that's what's happening. It's going to happen to all of us. And so because of all of that, inflation is rising faster or higher than the price of Bitcoin, you know, which is, sorry, wait, no, no, Bitcoin's down again. Sorry, my bad. Ignore that. Ignore that. So wait, oh, it's up again. It's up again. It's the future. All right. It's the future. So the point is, wait, it's down again. Which, which got, is it a scam or is it the future, guys? The point is, everything has gotten expensive. So expensive that even Bed Bath & Beyond coupons are starting to get all cocky with us. Well, 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 <laughs> who's the junk mail now? Yeah, you used to throw me away. I guess my 20% offer isn't clogging up your mailbox anymore, is it? Mother <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, man. Inflation is bad for everybody, right? It doesn't just hurt your wallet. It makes life harder for people, and it makes you feel crazy. You know, because you'll be in the store and you'll be like, yesterday this avocado was $3, now it's 6 Are you gaslighting me, avocado? <laughs> the only thing that gets better because of inflation is small talk. That's the only thing that improves in life. Yeah, because at least now you can talk about something else other than the weather. Yeah, price of cheese is up again, huh? Man, it's getting crazy. <laughs> cheese. Cheese. But let's move on. You know what's funny? You guys have been in that elevator and you've been that person. You've been that person. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, let's move on to someone who is definitely not affected by inflation. Elon Musk, billionaire businessman and proud African-American. <laughs> One of Musk's favorite things to do is get high 
and post trolly memes on Twitter. But recently, he transformed himself into the most powerful Twitter troll of all time. You see, Musk recently bought enough stock to make him the company's largest shareholder. Yeah, and apparently, he was supposed to join the board of directors as well. But now, for some reason, there's been a change of plans. Elon Musk deciding not to join Twitter's board of directors. That's according to Twitter's CEO. But even as an outsider, Musk may still be able to influence the company. His decision means he's no longer limited to owning just about 15% of Twitter. That would have been a condition if he had joined the board. Now some analysts suggesting he could bolster his stake and eventually establish control of the company. Yeah, that's right. Elon Musk has his sights set on Twitter. And whether or not he decides to take it over, you do realize he is still the largest shareholder, which means... Twitter is his baby now. Yeah. That means any minute he's going to rename it TW ampersand Zeta. And look, I know a lot of people don't like Elon Musk. They think he's controversial, all these things. I, I will say this, man. One thing you have to admit is that he makes being a billionaire look fun. You know? No, it has its perks. Elon was annoyed by Twitter, and so what did he do? He bought it. Yeah, tell me we all wish we didn't have that power, huh? Imagine if when the airline told you that you were bumped from your flight, you could just buy the airline. As opposed to now, where we just act like there's anything we can do. Oh, oh really? The flight's overbooked? Well, you know what? I'm just gonna buy another seat on a less convenient flight. Yeah, you're gonna know my name. Are you, can I get my money back first? I need to move it over to the... 14 days? I can't wait 14 days. Now, apparently one of the things Elon wants to change about Twitter is he wants to stop the censorship of conservative voices. And there's even speculation that he could force Twitter to let Donald Trump back onto the platform. Yeah. Oh, you guys don't like Donald Trump? Oh. I didn't make a note of that. All right. And you have to admit, getting Trump back on Twitter would be weird, guys. I mean, he, he think about it, he's so behind. Like, he's got like a whole year of hot takes that he saved up. He's going to come back on the planet and be like, apparently there's a big ship stuck in the Suez Canal. What a loser. I like ships that don't get stuck. Fresh take. All right, but let's move on to another global problem, COVID-19. Here in America... Life has pretty much returned to normal as cases have fallen drastically around the country. You know, you don't even have to cancel plans as a safety precaution anymore. You can just go back to canceling plans because you don't actually like any of your friends. <laughs> but, but in parts of China right now, COVID is actually infecting more people than ever before. And in Shanghai, one of the most populous cities in the country, Chinese authorities are taking some of the most extreme measures you've ever seen to try and keep COVID under control. China's biggest city, Shanghai, remains eerily empty. 26 million people under a massive COVID lockdown. Relying on government deliveries and anger is soaring. Social media showing videos of protests over food and medicine. A supermarket ransacked. At a building where residents have been locked down for two weeks, they shout, we only want supplies. Why are you beating people? Some citizens in the authoritarian nation are losing it. Defying the lockdown by screaming from their apartment windows into the night. 
It's straight out of a dystopian sci-fi movie. Some people are yelling out, we're starving. At night, between the high-rises, a drone tells people to follow COVID rules and bizarrely not to sing on their balconies. Wow. You know, every time you think you know what oppression is, China takes things to to a whole new level. They really do. Yeah, because like everyone in the U.S. is like, how dare you tell me to wear a mask when I go to Walmart? And people in China are like, you're allowed to go to Walmart? (laughs) I mean, they even have a drone flying around telling people it's against COVID rules to sing on their balcony. That's terrifying. And also, why didn't we have that drone when they were making that Imagine video, huh? (laughs) I mean, at least... At least the drone is telling everyone not to sing, though, you know? Yeah, it, it, would be, it would be way worse if it was just, like, targeting one guy, like, Mr. Wong, please, you can't hit those high notes. Shut up. <laughs> because I don't care what anyone says. This is insane. Yes, COVID is a serious disease. Yes, we need to be careful. But if people are locked in their apartments, starving, surely that's worse, right? The solution cannot be worse than the problem, you know? It's like a pilot crashing a plane because the in-flight movie was terrible. <laughs> Oh, don't worry, folks. Morbius can't hurt you in the afterlife. Thank you so much for flying. (laughs) And people, I don't want to make anyone panic. I really don't. Really don't. But have you ever wondered why China has the most extreme reactions to COVID in the world? Like, I I just found myself wondering this. Every country in the world, every other country is now like, it's time to move on. Let's do it. We're done. COVID is finished. And China's like, no, it is not time to move on. (laughs) And that has me wondering... What do they know that we don't? (laughs) Ah, it's probably nothing. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. For those who don't know, The Daily Show is based in New York City. 
which is easily America's most famous pigeon toilet. <laughs> now, on a normal day in New York City, millions of people take the subway to work. But yesterday was far from a normal day. The morning rush hour quickly turning to chaos when police say a gunman put on a gas mask and opened fire. At about 8.30 a.m. Tuesday, panicked passengers on a Manhattan-bound train fled for their lives after a gunman set off a smoke bomb, then fired more than 30 rounds into the crowd. In another car, video shows riders trapped in a thick cloud of smoke, waiting for the train to pull into the station. Passengers were seen dragging each other to safety or performing first aid, while others fled to the street above. Some good news is that none of the injuries appear to be life-threatening. I get off the train and the first thing I smell, the smoke that hit me in the face was not normal train smoke. This is like something's burning, it's thick, it's heavy. Okay, first of all, thank God nobody died in this attack. That's the main thing, right? It's honestly a miracle, in fact. And kudos to all the people who stepped up to help each other in a crazy moment like this, you know? Because you saw the people helping and they, they were like assisting each other. You know, people always say that New Yorkers are selfish and rude and won't lift a finger for other people. And, and that's true <laughs> on a normal day. On a normal day, New Yorkers are not trying to help anybody. <laughs> like, I, I, I actually remember, I actually remember when I first moved to New York, I was walking one day behind an old lady and her shopping bag broke and all her fruits and vegetables rolled out, right? And then instead of helping her, everyone just like bounced around the vegetables. <laughs> like everyone was just like dance, dance, revolutioning over the vegetables. No one helped. No one, and as a South African, I was like, this is crazy. What are you doing? Everyone just carried on with their day. I was like, yo, what a bunch of assholes. <laughs> so then I bent down to like pick up some of her stuff and she was like, hey, don't touch my shit. Hey. <laughs> Like, okay, wow. Welcome to New York. But one thing I'll say about New York City, as someone who's been lucky enough to live here now for seven years, is that when shit hits the fan, New Yorkers come together, man. Always, always. Because in that train station, people weren't just trampling other people, they were carrying the injured. They were performing first aid. Others were even looking for the shooter, looking for the shooter. It was one of the bravest things you could do. You know, and that's one thing I'll say about this city. You know, I, I don't know how to explain its energy. People ask me, what is New York like? New York is the best, worst city in the world. Yeah, it is. I don't know how else to explain. It's the greatest city I've ever lived in. And look, don't get it twisted. This was a scary day for New York, you know, because compared to other big cities, New York is actually a very safe place. And a mass shooting is not a regular occurrence here. They, they just don't happen. You know, so when something like this happens on the subway, it affects all New Yorkers because the subway is the lifeblood of New York. You know, it connects everyone when it works. <laughs> don't, don't take it on the weekend. Don't, don't even try. Yeah, I mean, the subway is like one of the few places in the world where you, you'll, find, you'll find a homeless person sitting next to a Wall Street banker. You know, whose deals probably helped make that person homeless. Like, it's, no, it's one of the few cities in the world where you can't ignore the fact that there are other human beings living a completely different experience to yours, but in the same place. That's what I think makes it special. You know, so the good news is today they arrested the suspected shooter, who apparently, yeah, they arrested the suspected shooter, who apparently drove here from Philadelphia. And, like, can I just say, do not bring your shit into New York, okay? 
Like, I don't care who you are, where you're from. Don't bring your shit into New York. We don't need people bringing in more problems from the outside. We've already got enough going. We don't even have a place to put our garbage, okay? We're dealing with things. We need to deal with that before we deal with mass shootings. Like, if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to go to New York and shake things up, trust me, they're already shaken up. You're not helping. Especially in the subway. Now, I don't know if you've ever been on the subway, but the subway is one place where even on a normal day, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, maybe you just listen to your podcast and everything is normal. Or maybe a rat masturbates on your shoe. Could be an uneventful ride. Or you could get pulled in as a fourth member of a mariachi band. You don't know. Or, or this could be the day that that liquid on the floor finally touches your shoe. You don't know. Yeah, you know the liquid. You see? You know the liquid. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You never know. Never know, man. There's a baby selling Twizzlers. That the subway's just happening. And speaking, and speaking of the problems we have in New York City, they probably could have found this guy even sooner if New York had its shit together. Because first of all, the train conductor tried to tell the cops which way the shooter ran, but nobody could understand because like. And then, when they tried to check the security cameras, this happened. None of the security cameras inside the 36th Street station were transmitting pictures as the train bearing the suspect entered the station. Sources tell CBS2 that cameras at the two stops on either side of the 36th Street station, 45th Street and 25th Street, also had the same connection problems. The MTA has approximately 10,000 cameras at its 472 stations. All were operational except those three, sources say. Really? Out of 10,000 cameras in the subway system, the only three that weren't working are the ones that could have helped, really? Oh, that's a crazy stroke of bad luck if it were true. Look, man, if you live in New York, you know the truth. The subway cameras never work. None of them, ever. Yeah, that's why every station has those signs that say, if you see something, say something. They don't see anything. They know that cameras won't see shit. We don't even know if those are real cameras. I bet if you crack them open, it's just like chocolate inside. We don't know. We assume it's a camera. But let's not get hung up on the details here. The important thing is that those cameras cost New York taxpayers $800,000 each. Don't forget that. That's all that matters. So you might be asking, if the cameras weren't working, how did they catch the guy? Well, I'll tell you how. New Yorkers... We our own cameras. Zach Tahon, who was installing surveillance cameras on a business, initially saw James. He knew that face that had been circling on social media, and he went with his gut, flagging down police officers on the street on First Avenue near St. Mark's Place. And I was working, and I gashed him. God, thank God. And he, I when I see the bag, and his, he was working on the street. I told the people, I see the car police uh, coming from the street. Told the police, yo, this is the guy. He killed the seven people from the Brooklyn. We need to catch him today. If we do want to catch him, I kill him. Because this is the guy. Like, he killed seven people. How is going to be like this? And we, we catch him. Thank God. Thank what you, guys. What? Thank you. Thank you. That's what I'm talking about! What? What? That's what I'm talking about, Zach! Everyone should be cheering his name! Zach! 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 Yeah! 
Whatever you do, don't check his old tweets. We don't care. We don't want to know. He's our hero. We're keeping him. And how amazing is it? How amazing is this for the story that Zach is a security camera installer? That's what he does for a living. Yes, he was installing a security camera when this happened. Huh? So if the city had hired Zach to fix their busted-ass subway cameras, then maybe Zach wouldn't have had to get them out of this mess in the first place. Yeah. And so I say, now that Zach Tahan is a New York City hero, it's time to honor him the New York City way by naming an absolutely disgusting sandwich at a deli after him. (laughs) He's going to be like... Oh, what? You want, you want ham and egg and marinara sauce on buttered rye? Yeah? All right, one Zach DeHaan coming up. Let's get it right up, people. It's coming. It's coming. So, thank you. Thank you to Zach. Thank you to all the New Yorkers who stepped up on the subway yesterday because this event turned out a whole lot better than it could have. And you know, whatever this guy intended to do to New York, it didn't work. Yeah? Because let me tell you, man, New York is a tough place. After 9-11, New York bounced back. After Hurricane Sandy, New York bounced back. After COVID, people were like, oh, New York is never going to come back. Oh, get out while you can, Trevor. It's come back. It always comes back. Yeah. People were like, oh... All the places are going to be empty. Oh, people have moved back in. Rents are higher than ever before. Yeah, I don't know why I said that like it's a good thing, but still. The point is, this city keeps coming back, and that's what makes it the greatest city in the world. Every year, CPAC brings together all the brightest minds and salespeople in the conservative world. And with the world careening from crisis to crisis, I've come to Orlando to find out where their movement is going and brace myself for what's to come. People are asking the question, who the future of the Republican Party is? Trump. It's Trump. Trump is the Republican Party. CPAC is Trump. I'm here to support the greatest president ever, Donald J. Trump. Donald J. Trump's the greatest president ever. 100%. If you look at the Trump administration on paper as a report card, Mm -hmm. it was stellar. It just was. In what sense? The numbers. The economy. The economy. I'm talking about before the COVID economic collapse. We don't count the whole term. We can cherry pick numbers that make him look like a fantastic president. Why are you so obsessed with Trump? I like how he's funny. He's just funny. And he's How's he funny to you? Trump. The 2015 debate. He was like, Lion Ted, little Marco. You're fat, you're stupid. I just loved it. I felt like his personality was my personality. He's like, has a 15-year-old sense of humor. Exactly. But that is... I love that. So you wanted a 15-year-old as president, and you got one. 100%. Clearly, this was still Trump's party. But this trip wasn't about R&R. Is this what I think it is? It's a Trump sex swing? Or S&M. That's nice. And then you get somebody, then it's like this. It's about the GOP and their party's plan to tackle the issues that face America. They want to destroy the, the neutral family. Who does? But, uh, the left, the Democratic Party. You can't use the words mother, father. Am I going to get in trouble if I use the word mother or father? They'll try to correct you. What do you think of the trans issue right now? That seems to be a big talking point here. I don't think it should be indoctrinated into kids. Indoctrinated in what way? <laughs> indoctrinated in what way? Um, putting trans flags in elementary kids' schools' rooms because they're pretty colors. Those flags, they offend you. They don't offend me. I think they cause problems for young people. 
to see a flag like that in their school. No, to have colors like that and then associating it to something else. What are the colors? I actually don't even think I know the colors. Neither do I. But they're pretty offensive. Uh, they're colorful and kids like colors. But even though the theme of CPAC was the culture war, what about the war war? Whose fault is what's happening in Ukraine right now? Well, of course, it's Biden's fault. He didn't do anything to uh, to protect that nation, to protect those people. When you look at what happened between Russia and Ukraine, you have to point the finger at the leader of the United States of America. Of course, you, you have to. Biden helped make Ukraine so important by all the dealings that they were doing in it. How should a leader handle someone like Vladimir Putin? Peace through strength. Peace through strength. What do you think about Donald Trump when he called Vladimir Putin a genius? Was that him being tough? I think he has a way of um, playing with words. Yeah, definitely, like saying the, the opposite of yes. what a patriot would and say. And then he gets the media riled up. He disregards his own intelligence community, and instead he kisses the ass of Vladimir Putin. But that's him just being smug. Being a wise guy. He's being a wise guy. The MAGA crowd's obsessions were predictable. Is this a little much? But there was a new infatuation I was surprised to hear. Because for the first time at CPAC, people were applauding another country. Hungary's on the forefront. When you see people like leaders in Hungary uh, talking and speaking the way that Donald Trump did when he was in office, it inspires me. I think Hungary is a positive example about how being a confident conservative can really do wonderful things for our country. That's right. Conservatives here were looking for inspiration from Hungary, the Central European country that's been steadily sliding away from democracy under its right-wing leader, Viktor Orban. Trump has endorsed Orban twice, and Tucker Carlson has done a week of shows and a special about Hungary. It's not my job to defend Hungary, only to learn from it as an American and try and hold up the lessons for us to emulate. CPAC is doing a special event from Hungary in May, and there are even conservative speakers from Hungary here in Orlando. God bless you all. God bless America. God bless Hungary. And of course, let's go, Brandon. So I decided to pack a backpack full of rapid tests and Trevor's Amex card to finger the pulse international style. I arrived in beautiful Budapest to find out how similar these two movements really are. What do you think about what's happening with Ukraine? What's happened there, it's not Putin's fault. If it's not Putin's fault, is it Biden's fault? You can put this question for Biden's son. How much million, trillion dollars invested in Ukraine? This makes me feel at home, I gotta say. Yep, there is a lot here to unpack. And I did in my new half-hour special. Lock her up. I thought I heard lock her up. If you want equality, hit the road, Jack. I think yes. I ask all the hard-hitting questions. What is Hungarian for ass-licking? Shagnalo. 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 Ashley, we have Shagnalo in America, too. And I investigate the GOP's obsession with this barely democratic democracy. Only chance for us uh, is to band together. It's like uh, Suicide Squad. Did you see Suicide Squad? Yeah, of course I did. Actually, I did. Is it like Suicide Squad? No. No. <laughs> Shit. So the government knows all your contacts and has access to all my messages tune in april 21st ah oh, awful oh i told you yeah hold on one second <sighs> you don't happen to know my wife's phone number do you before we go Team Rubicon mobilizes veterans to help people prepare, respond, and recover from disasters. They're on the ground right now, supporting internally displaced persons inside Ukraine. So if you can, please donate at the link below to support them in their work. 
Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.